The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hi guys, this is Lo and this is your new episode of I Love Wellness. Today, I'm hoping to have a very calm but enlightening conversation with my guest, Emily Fletcher. She is a teacher of meditation. She is the founder of Ziva Meditation and she is also the author of Stress Less, Accomplish More. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for creating this and for inviting me. Oh yeah, of course. So are you in, do you live in Brooklyn? I do. Yep. How's everything been going this year? It's the question that must get asked. You know, it's actually, Brooklyn feels really good right now. People are in the parks, there's outdoor dining, people having birthday parties and workout classes and drumming circles and dates all in the park. And it feels really nice to have, it almost feels more intimate to me. And you know, there's pockets where things are getting more intense and it was certainly very intense in the beginning and when, and certainly during the social revolution, things were also very intense with all the marches and the police helicopters, but now it feels pretty good. I think people are nervous about the winter, but I also really believe in New Yorkers. We're crazy resilient. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you have a really interesting background. You were on Broadway for 10 years. Um, And during that time, I know that you were, you know, struggling with some different health issues. Um, and now, you know, you're the founder of Ziva and you have this amazing, you know, meditation practice and business. So I'm, I'm just curious, like, sort of like looking back on that transformative journey, like first and foremost, talk me through that experience. And I'm curious because a lot of people tune into the show, you know, that are struggling with something. Right. And I think a lot of people are struggling with something. Everybody's struggling with something. And so it's like, I'm, I'm curious for you to sort of like, tell me about that experience and that journey, but then also like, what would you say to somebody who is kind of like in the midst of a, a struggle? Yeah. I think the thing that's unique about my story is that it's not unique at all in that I, I had something that I thought was going to make me happy. You know, it was being on Broadway. It's what I wanted since I was a little girl. Yeah. Um, three weeks after my first Broadway show, it was the saddest I'd ever been. And so I learned at a pretty early age, it's 22, 21, 22, that I was more interested in the happiness of pursuit than I was the pursuit of happiness. And I just thought my happiness would be in the next show, the next boyfriend, the next agent, the next year in the bank account. And 10 years later, I was struggling with pretty intense anxiety. I had insomnia, couldn't sleep through the night for a year and a half, was going gray in my late 20s, was getting sick and injured. So here I am ostensibly living my dream and I was miserable. And thankfully I found meditation and it cured my insomnia on the first day of the first class. I slept through the night for the first time in 18 months, have every night since that was 12 years ago. I stopped going gray. I'm 41 now. I have like one gray hair. I was legitimately going gray in my twenties. I stopped getting uh, sick. I didn't get sick for eight and a half years. And so I just thought, why does everyone not do this? So I left Broadway. I went to India. I started what became a three-year training process to teach. Mm-hmm. And since graduating, I've taught over 40,000 people to meditate, which is my biggest accomplishment on this planet thus far. I'm looking to go for millions, but because um, it turns <laughs> out there's a lot of stressed people on the planet. Yeah. Um, and so basically I found a tool, right? That's all meditation is. It's a tool. And it, it because stress is so powerful, and as you mentioned, so many people are struggling right now, even people who aren't sick, who don't have anyone in their family who's sick, 
but because things are changing so quickly, either their industry or their job or the way that they're parenting or schooling their child, like that much change forces us to adapt. It burns up something that I call adaptation energy. And when you don't have any adaptation energy and the world keeps changing faster and faster, that creates stress, it creates anxiety, it creates unease in the body. And over time, that unease can make us sick. And so what I would say to people who are struggling is know that you're not alone, know that it is normal to feel these things and there are tools to help. Like stress is not an incurable disease. We have a cure, it's called meditation. And meditation is not just about feeling good for a few minutes a day. It's actually changing you on a physiological level. It's changing your neurochemistry, which doesn't just feel good while you're meditating. It feels good in the rest of your day, which is gonna change your decision-making ability and also your ability to adapt to an ever-changing world. Mm, I love that. Um, so I'm very curious about your training. Did you spend three years in India or did you spend some of the time there and then you came back to the States? But I know you were meditating like 18 hours a week, <laughs> yeah. thousands of hours of apprenticing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, tell me about that, that process in and of itself. And like, did you have a job at the time? Like, or did you just jump fully into it? I'm always curious when somebody, you know, kind of makes a big life change like this. And my question, I'm like, well, how did you pay your rent? <laughs> Thank you for asking this. What a great question. So I was not in India that whole three years. I'm not that hardcore. My training was very hardcore, but it wasn't all in India. I first went to India for just for a personal retreat. Like I love this practice so much. It changed my life so much that I was like, I just want to go to the birthplace of it. But I was just going for myself as a practitioner. But it was when I was in India that my whole body was like, oh, you're going you're gonna to teach this. And I, I thought I'd be later when I was done singing, done acting, done dancing. Um, you know, when I was like, you know, old and 40. Now I'm 41. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, my training was started in Mishikesh and then partially in LA, partially in New York. I trained with a lot of different teachers, um, but apprenticed with a, a man named Will Dalton, who just passed away actually last two weeks ago. And it was very much, so 18 hours a week of meditating, that was me by myself. It would be like a one hour sitting of something pretty intense called rounding. Um, so it's like an hour long journey, but you do them back to back to back. So you'll do many hours in a row. And the idea is that you're just purifying your nervous system. You're going back and peeling away as many layers as possible because no one really wants to learn meditation from someone who's stressed out and dealing with a lot of their own old trauma. So it's just a deep cleaning. And then I would sit in on classes every time anyone was teaching that I, that in this lineage and in this tradition that was in town, I would go and sit in on their classes and I would help and I would apprentice. And then I was also transcribing books by hand in Sanskrit. And I was working, I was working for most of it in a vodka tasting freezer in Beverly Hills called Nick's. Oh, I don't know if you've ever been. But, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's closed, but I was like a vodka sommelier. Well, I was a hostess and a vodka sommelier. So I would be at the hostess stand transcribing books by hand. And then if people would want to go in the vod box, I would, which is like a 28 degree vodka tasting yeah. freezer, I would like put them in fake fur coats and put them in and like do a tasting and tell them the country of origin and distillation processes and tasting notes of 92 different vodkas. Oh. And then I would go back and I joked to my boyfriend at the time, I said, my whole life is vodka to Veda, vodka to Veda. Cause I was slinging vodka all night and then getting up at sunrise to meditate for three or four hours. And he said, that's a really good book title. So it's actually the, it's not a book, it hasn't been published yet, but it's a word doc on my computer called from vodka to Veda, which is basically just like secret lascivious hedonistic tales of being a Broadway showgirl with lessons from the Vedas woven in. That's really interesting. So um, your business is Ziva Meditation. Is Ziva a, a type of meditation um, or is that just the name of your, your business? 
Well, it's both now. So when I first started the company, I, I started, the name actually came to me in a meditation. I just mm -hmm. I went like, ah, it should be called the Sanskrit word for bliss. And so I went and I looked up and I was like, you know, what's the Sanskrit word for bliss? And, and there was 14 of them, which is very indicative of a culture. You know, they have many different words to describe the same thing. So 14 different words for bliss. And then Ziva is actually also a Hebrew name that means one who is radiant or kind. And since bliss, radiance, and kindness are very common side effects of meditation, I thought it would be a good name. But then, and I was just teaching meditation for the first six years of my career. And then in 2017 is when I developed the Ziva technique. So the Ziva technique is a trifecta of mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting. So the three M's as we like to call it. And I'm happy to go into the nuance of the difference between mindfulness and meditation, because a lot of people think that they're the same, but the Cliff's Notes is, that mindfulness is very good at dealing with your stress in the now. Meditation is getting rid of your stress from the past. Yeah. And manifesting is dealing with your dreams for the future. And what I found is that because I tend to work with high performers, high achievers, I've taught like Oscar, Grammy, Tony, Emmy, and I think I, think I do have a one Peabody winner. Um, so I just, you know, I work with people who are like making a big change in the world and have big yeah. event horizons. And they think that they don't have time. Everyone thinks they don't have time, but especially high, high performers. And so by doing this specific system, what I found is that your return on time investment is so much higher, right? Like yeah. the whole really is greater than the sum of its parts. And if you manifest right after meditating, because your brain is in such a powerful state, the manifesting becomes supercharged. Mm -hmm. And because you're using the mindfulness before you move into the meditation, you're just getting so much more out of it. So that just came from field testing and pressure testing and teaching thousands and thousands of people to meditate and also seeing with people who would start and then quit or people who would never start and they're just asking deeper and deeper questions being like, what's really going on here? Um, wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. So like the actual meditation technique, because I learned um, transcendental meditation a few years ago. And I think like you, I had a very similar experience in my very early days of even learning how to do TM. I had such bad anxiety, crippling anxiety. I was in a really bad relationship you know, like I was partying too hard and I started to meditate and all of a sudden, all of the nervous energy in my body started to dissipate. Like within days, it was just remarkable. The physical difference like yes. blew my mind. I was Yay. like, oh my God, <laughs> what is this? And um, so, so how, like, what does the meditation practice itself look like? Cause you know, now sometimes I do headspace, I do some breathing exercises, but I would love to learn, you know, your methods specifically. Like I think I, and like, I'm at the point right now where I haven't been meditating all year, but you know, I'm feeling sort of like stuck and I know that I need to do something beyond just like exercising every day and eating healthy. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause those things I'm, I'm good at, but once again, I still feel stuck. Do you know what I mean? And it's not every day it's, it's, you know, here and there, but I think we're all victims of 2020. <laughs> actually look like you know yeah. i i know that you you know you can sign up on your website which is ziva meditation and then like what is the actual like technique and practice look like yeah so first of all thank you so much for acknowledging one i'm so glad you had this experience and two thank you for acknowledging the physiological changes and benefits because a lot of people think the meditation is just for the mind 
I'm like, oh, it'll just clear your mind. And it's like, no, no, you are healing yourself on a cellular level. You are rewiring your brain. You are changing your neurochemistry, changing your hormones, changing your sex drive, your immune system, your sleep. And so these are very real things. You can reverse your body age by up to 15 years. They're starting to prove now. So it's not just like, oh, let me clear my mind for a few minutes a day. Um, so what Ziva is, an, um, an, it's not like an app, right? So just to quickly differentiate the difference between mindfulness and meditation, because it'll go into the exact technique. I would define mindfulness as any time you are directing your focus. So if you're doing a guided audio on an app, that's likely mindfulness. If you're focusing on your chakras or counting your breaths or visualizing a waterfall, your prefrontal cortex is involved, which is the executive function of the mind. So I put that in the category of mindfulness, which is different than meditation. And specifically the meditation portion of Ziva is all about surrendering. It's all about letting go. It's all about giving your body deep healing rest. And when you give your body that deep rest, which is actually five times deeper than sleep. So for a 15 minute Ziva meditation session, it's like the equivalent of an hour long nap, but without the sleep hangover. And then when you're giving your body that deep rest, it's healing itself, not only from the stress from today, but all the stress from our past. That all nighter when we're in our twenties, that breakup when we were 16, our parents divorced when we were 12, that stuff gets lodged in our cells. And so this deep rest helps to get that stress up and out. And that's really where people see the return on investment, meaning that for the 15 minutes that they invest, they get back like hours in their day. Um, and then the manifesting is how you finish. So the way it works is it's a 15 day training, right? So you'd move through about 15 minutes a day for 15 days and it's all online. And the first three days you learn the mindfulness. And that is all about bringing your awareness into the present moment. I teach something where you're using your five senses to just be here and now include everything inside of the experience versus trying to focus or trying to pretend like you're deaf, right? Like no one, you can still hear stuff when you're meditating. You can still think stuff and feel stuff when you're meditating. And so that mindfulness just allows people to accept what is happening. It's like a phase transition into the meditation. And then the meditation portion is based on something called Nishkam Karma Yoga, which means union attained by action hardly taken, or what I like to call the lazy man's meditation, <laughs> right? Cause it's just, it, it feels kind of like a nap sitting up. Um, yeah and it's very surrendered and you're not focusing or concentrating. And an interesting point here of where it's different from mindfulness and what most other people are teaching is that the meditation portion of Ziva was made for people like us, for people with busy minds and busy lives. It was not made for monks, right? And what's so, a lot of what's so popular now are derivations of monastic practices. And this is why so many people feel like their meditation failures. They're like, well, I wanna meditate. I know it's good for you. Lo says it's awesome, but I can't clear my mind. And so the only reason people think that is they're trying to do monastic meditation. And so Ziva is like, thoughts are not the enemy. Effort is the enemy at Ziva. So I'm always teaching people that thoughts are not the enemy, that you can be lazy, effortless, and easy. And then once you finish the meditation, you move into the manifesting. And that's simply, you know, reminding yourself of your dreams. It's consciously creating a life you love. Mm. And, and I would love, love, love to gift you Ziva online. So I'm happy to send it to you. And then you can move oh through the 15 day training and it would be, it would add to your practice, you know, and it would remind you of the importance of twice a day. Yeah. I want to do it this afternoon. I'm like, when Yay! are you today? <laughs> I'm like looking at my stack schedule, call, 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 call. <laughs> and you can probably but, bump on by 15 minutes and then show up the sparkliest you've ever been. <laughs> God, I, I, I hope so. 
Just curious if you guys have heard of Green Chef yet. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company with meals for a variety of lifestyles, including vegan, vegetarian, paleo, and keto. With Green Chef, you can enjoy clean ingredients that you trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. You can also switch up your meal plan whenever you're ready to try a new way to eat. And I personally have enjoyed how much time Green Chef helps me save on busy weeknights and I can feel great about what I'm eating because of the variety of high quality clean ingredients. Our listeners can go to greenchef.com slash ILW90 and use code ILW90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash ILW90 and use that code ILW90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Now back to I Love Wellness. I'm curious, outside of, you know, your life and your family's life in Brooklyn, how have you been really helping your clients kind of deal with the daily traumas that all of us are experiencing right now, whether it's COVID or your feelings about politics or, uh, you know, working on your anti-racism, being actively anti-racist, like there's a lot of trauma, right? You know what I mean? It's like everyone is experiencing all of this stuff. And so how have you been helping your clients kind of deal with that? Because like this year looks really different than 2015, as an example, <laughs> you know, yeah, it sure does. And it's collective, so, it's a collective yeah. feeling, which is, I mean, I, I don't think either one of us have seen anything like this in our lifetime. We're just the collective is just bad feels. Everyone feels bad. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I'll tell you some tactically some of the things we've been doing, and then and then I'll share some specific things that someone could do today or tomorrow morning. Um, so we've been doing um, every week a global mass meditation. So every Tuesday at six p.m. on Facebook and Instagram, I'll give a lecture on something that feels really relevant. Like last night, we talked about how to find unity in a time of, of separateness. Um, we'll, so I'll do a lecture, usually teaching something from the Vedas, but very, very hyper-relevant. And then we move through a guided visualization or a meditation. And we'll sometimes have like 4,000 people joining in live. And I think that that's really powerful to get to meditate, even though we can't be in a physical space together, to have 4,000 people around the planet coming in, dropping into this beautiful space together. I just like to imagine the ripple effect of that on the collective families, on the collective towns, of people coming into brain and heart coherence, making themselves feel better, flooding their own brains and body with bliss chemistry. And then how does that impact their relationship, their parenting, their coworkers, their town, and then ultimately, you know, start to up-level this, this collective stress that we're all swimming in. I like to say that right now, we're either on team bliss or we're on team stress. And there's so many people that are on team stress right now that I think that it's important that those of us that have the ability to, to and have access to tools like this, that we get very diligent yeah. um, about our resilience. Um, so the other thing I would say just sort of- I don't want to be. What's that? You're on team stress, but you don't want to be? But I don't want to be. Yeah. Okay. But look, you have this podcast. You're bringing on wellness experts. You're amplifying people's voices. So I would say you're really, a, even if you yourself are feeling stressed, which is fine, you're a human person, you're allowed to feel, you are amplifying and helping people to get the tools to be on team bliss. So I'm putting you on team bliss. Okay. <laughs> Um, the other thing is that, you know, you're allowed to feel your feelings. I think that sometimes when we get on this path, we start doing yoga, we start meditating, we start manifesting. We think, well, suddenly I should just be a bliss bunny 24 hours a day and I should be immune to the feelings of 
intensity and that's not true meditators feel we're not not human yeah it's just what i find is that meditators feel faster it's like we feel the intensity and we mourn it fully but we mourn it faster and then we move through to the new now mm -hmm. and the beautiful thing about the new now is that our bliss and fulfillment are always found in the present moment and they're always found inside of us mm -hmm. And so we stop looking externally for our fulfillment. We start to find it internally. And here's the beautiful thing. If you have access to your own fulfillment internally, then you are swimming in opportunity because right now there is a lot of need. And this is a little esoteric, but I think it's a beautiful concept. But the most beneficial thing that has happened to me since becoming a meditator is that it transitioned me from being a bag of need looking to be fulfilled. And it turned me into fulfillment looking for need. Mm. Right. And so if you can go through life as fulfillment, looking for need, then right now you're swimming in abundance because there's so much need. There's so many opportunities to help people right now, but not if you're running on empty, not if you're depleted, right? Then you get into martyr mode of like, well, I've given more than you and you've given more than me. And it's like, no, we need to come. You can't be a martyr if you're dealing with unlimited resources. And if you're meditating every day, twice a day, you're going to feel like you have unlimited energy, unlimited joy, unlimited adaptation energy. And that doesn't mean that you don't get sad. Mm. right? You can get sad, you can get angry, but then you move through, you tap back into the source of joy. And that's a daily, twice a day practice. Mm. I love that or the feeling about that. I, I remember I was speaking to a meditation teacher a few years ago and I, I don't recall her name, but she said something really poignant to me. And it was something along the lines of, you know, you, you, when you're stressed, you look for your meditation and you start to meditate when really you should just be meditating all the time. And then you don't get stressed. <laughs> That's right. It's like, it's like, you wouldn't wait until you run out of gas to go to the gas station. It's like, no, you go on a road trip, you fill up the tank before you get on the road and then you see it at a quarter tank you go back and fill up again. And that's what in, in Ziva in the, like we build people up. Mm -hmm. So through the practice, you start with five minutes, move to eight. And by the time you graduate, you have a twice a day, 15 minute practice. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you wake up, you fill up your reservoirs with bliss and fulfillment and adaptation energy. You enjoy delivering that throughout your day. Somewhere mid afternoon, you start to run out of gas. And instead of having the chocolate or the coffee or the nap or losing your temper or making mistakes, which is just gonna spiral into more stress, you just steal away for 15 minutes. And yes, that is, it's not, that's not even costing you time. You're investing your time, right? So for a 15 minute time investment, you then have hours of productivity in the afternoon or hours that you could help call your best friend or your grandma or, you know, go volunteer at the polling location or whatever you want to do to help contribute, to move toward the things that you want to create. Mm -hmm. And which kind of leads me to the third thing that I'm instructing in the ways that I'm helping my folks right now is is that we wanna take care that especially right now that we are watering the flowers and not the weeds. Mm -hmm. Meaning that we are consciously putting our attention on the things that we want to grow and not putting our attention on the weeds of our life because what we put our attention on grows. And if we're constantly looking at problems to solve, we're just gonna keep finding more problems to solve. Versus you're probably seeing this like anti this person, don't vote for this person, this person's awful. Even like anti-racism, defund the police. Uh, like it's away, away, away versus what are you voting for? Yeah. What are you investing in? Yeah, I think that's really helpful perspective. Yeah. Mm, cool. I like that. Um, so you run your own business. It's very successful. You have amazing clients. You have tons of clients. You know, you have this online platform. How do you best stay aligned with like all the 
practices that you preach because you're human yourself right and you know you've had this experience of you know anxiety you know health issues like how do you sort of prevent yourself or help yourself maybe is a better way to think about it when you start to feel a certain way how do you how do you help yourself or because you meditate twice a day and you've been doing it so consistently are you able to kind of just stay in that like bliss zone well I mean, it's yes and. I do think that 12 years of twice a day meditation has, has made my nervous system, it's given me a level of resilience to where I am very adaptive, yeah. more adapted than the average bear. And yet, you know, this has been an extraordinary year. I have a toddler, I have, a, I have 12 employees, I'm going through a huge personal change with someone in my family is very sick right now. Um, so it's, you know, I'm not immune to those feelings of fear and overwhelm and anger and, and everything else. And so what I try to do is, is be very strategic versus um, tactical, meaning that I try and set up and construct my whole life from a place of what am I moving towards and what am I optimizing for versus waiting until shit hits the fan and then being in triage mode and being like, well, let me put out this fire, let me put out this fire, let me put out this fire because it takes so much energy to put out a fire once there's a fire. It's like, well, what if we just built it to where there was a great sprinkler system. Um, so meaning that I have, this is going to be so bougie and sound so privileged. And I recognize how privileged I sound right now, but I also, because I do this for a living and it is my hobby, like wellness is more than my full-time job. So I actually have two coaches. I have two therapists. I have a trainer. And so like, that's what I like to spend my money on. Like some people like to go traveling. Some people like to go out to eat fancy restaurants. Like I like to spend my money. I like to reinvest it in my own physical and mental wellness. And because Ziva isn't in such a time of growth right now, because I'm in such a time of expansion, I feel like I want to be buttressed with the smartest people I know to really help support me physically and mentally. I've never had a physical trainer before, but I've just been doing, I've been working with them for seven weeks. I feel stronger than I did when I was on Broadway. Now that investment is I, my back was out for the first three months of COVID. My lower back was out. So I couldn't even exercise. So it was, I was sad and angry and frustrated. And it's like, wait, my job is to feel good and to help other people feel good. So yes, that was an, a financial investment that made a lot of sense for me. Yeah. Um, so I like help. You know, some people can do it on their own. I, I'm a team sport kind of gal. So I like to collaborate. <laughs> Love that. Um, all right. I, I only have two questions left. There are questions that I ask everybody. Um, so the first question is, what is your secret ritual? This is something you do that makes you feel happier, helps you unwind, but you do it in secret. So you can't say meditation. Okay. 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 Well, I have a great one because <laughs> it's brand new okay. and I just learned it like a few weeks ago and then I just did it two nights ago and it's pretty out there, but it's works like magic because it kind of is magic. So it's, Oh God, it sounds so crazy, <laughs> kind of embarrassing, but I just learned about sex magic. Have you ever heard of this? No. <laughs> so it's basically just like using your own pleasure, your own physical pleasure to help manifest your dreams. So you could do it with a partner, you could do it on your own, but you basically are like, like when you're in a state of full relaxation and then physical pleasure, which whatever that means for you, it could be like self-massage or it can even be masturbation, but then you like move that sexual energy, which is actually creative energy from the base of your spine all the way up to the crown, to your universal chakra. And then at the moment of peak pleasure, you are using that pleasure and that energy to envision and imagine your dreams. 
And it is, which is, it's so in line with what I teach with just regular manifesting, which is like the better you feel, the higher quality things you're going to be calling in. And so this is just taking that to a next level. And also it's, it's um, recognizing that sexual energy is creative energy. So it's really harnessing that towards what you want to create in your life. Wow. Interesting. And I've learned this from Layla Martin. So shout out to Layla Martin. It's not my practice. Um, She's really the master at teaching it. Cool. I love that. We've never had sex magic as an answer on the show. <laughs> um, awesome. So the next one, I think I probably will know the answer to because of what you do. What is one thing that you do now that you wish you had learned earlier? So you could say meditation for this one, but maybe. It's well, I mean, I think that is obvious, but I'll actually take it a different direction. And it's um, to tell the truth. Oh. And that sound simple, but I mean like really radically tell the truth. Yeah. So that I've learned from one of my coaches at Handel Group, like her mission is to eradicate lying from the planet. And once you really understand all the different, lying could be hiding the truth, manipulating this truth, exaggerating the truth, minimizing the truth. Um, and I'm pretty codependent and people pleasing. And so my flavor of, of lying looks really innocent where it's like, I'll tell people what they want to hear, but that's a manipulation. And I've really gotten wise to myself by um, one, having a coach two like just documenting all the different ways that I lie and cleaning that up. And just, it's, it's scary for me. It takes a lot of bravery for me to fully stand in my power and say the truth, but the braver I am, the luckier I get. Mm. I love that. Two really good answers. Thank you. Um, so where can everybody find Ziva Meditation and um, find out more about you? Yeah, so I'd say the easiest place is our website, which is simply zivameditation.com. And Ziva, Z-I-V-A. Um, and, and then we're all over social media at Ziva Meditation. Awesome. Well, this was so great. Thank you so much to my guest, Emily Fletcher. This is I Love Wellness. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the podcast. It would mean so much to me and everyone on the Love Wellness team. Thanks again, you guys, and we'll chat next week.